The Acting Brunch Audio with Drew Jones. Graeme Eaglesham, thank you for... Hello. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for uh, uh, joining me for a, a coffee and, uh, and a little chat today. Um, so you are a mm. an, an accent coach. Uh, you are, in my opinion, one of the... Uh, the best around. Oh, you, thank you very much. <laughs> you have a client base, not just here in the UK, but around the world as well. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as doing accent uh, coaching, you are also an actor too, and an acting tutor yes. amongst amongst other things too. Um, what I just wanted to, to know from, from yourself is like, you're, mm-hmm. you're a man of a thousand voices, but... <laughs> <laughs> Where did if your background and journey for you growing up? How did that sort of influence your ability to to develop your accents? Or do, you know, did you um, have you always sort of had an ear for them? And yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, um, to explain, I uh, I was born in Scotland, and then I uh, emigrated with my family to South Africa at the age of two years old, and so wow. um, from a very very from a very early age, uh, I was switching accents. So my uh, big sister, who's not so big now, uh, because I've grown up, obviously, she didn't shrink in the wash. Um, she, she, she was doing this accent. First of all, she was going out and she was speaking a South African accent and then coming back and speaking to my parents in a Scottish accent. And I just thought, that's the way to do things, basically. So, um, so from a very early age, that's what I was doing. I was switching and uh, depending on who I was speaking to, I was switching into this different accent. And then uh, when I was 13, going on 14, we actually emigrated back to England, um, well, to the UK, and to Preston in Lancashire. Right, okay. <laughs> and I didn't want to get my teeth kicked in, so uh, I, uh, I didn't want to have a Scottish <laughs> accent or a South African accent, so I, I took on this sort of middle-class Preston accent, basically, and that was pure survival, really. Pure. That was, <laughs> that's all it was. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> oh, fantastic, fantastic. So with you growing up, um, you, you know, you said you you switching between those accents all the time. What mm-hmm. made you want to start to learn more about accents and, and and the science behind them, or did you just was it just something that just you know you just kept uh, learning mm. and having here? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, for me, it was normal to just switch to all the well, the three accents anyway that I used at that time, um, and then uh, I think just as. Uh, as you arrive in a new country and you see the diversity uh, of all the accents, and that's just in the northwest. When I when I heard the Scouse accent for the first time, <laughs> I was uh, amazed by that that it could be so different. And you're not so far away to to where I was living, um, and even in Lancashire itself, the the difference between the east and the west and the south, and uh, in Manchester as well. When you see all of these different accents in such a small area, such a small island, yeah, um, it really did. Uh, I also grew up with fast show as well, so um, <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and when they were doing when they were doing all these different accents, you know, in the in the nineties, I just thought that is amazing to be able to do to switch to all these different ones and to know them all. Some of them were not quite as there as they should have been, I suppose. Yeah. But um, to to do it in a in an entertaining way, I suppose that must have had some kind of impact on me because right. we would always do it in the play, you know, the play yard with each other when we were just you know doing the the sketches and the skits from the the night before yeah wow that's amazing yeah. and so what was it when you were growing up was, was like 
you are an actor as well. Was it yes. acting that you always wanted to go down the path of, or was that how did that sort of? Well, I mean, I uh, my sister used to go to drama school, uh, not drama school, but she, she went to a, a a little place where she did drama lessons and things like that. And um, they offered drama at, at my school, uh, and so that was the time when we can just uh, you know either mess around, do nothing, or just do something that's entertaining, you know, mm -hmm. whatever that was. And uh, at the very early age of nine, I think I got my first sort of lead role in a play. And um, it was called Tarkari the Curry Demon, <laughs> which is, uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a play. And uh, basically, I was just running around the stage being a demon. And I was nine years old. And I thought, this is fantastic. <laughs> um, and I, I could just, you know, I was quite introverted as a kid. But when I was on stage, I just felt like this isn't me. This is just, I'm being somebody else yeah. here. And for me, it kind of just made sense. It just it kind of flowed through um, with all the, the, the different choices that you can make. But I didn't actually think about becoming an actor until, you know, quite a bit later um, when I was in high school. Uh, when I was in high school, I, we were doing the drama lessons and I'd, I'd, I'd love them. I'd, I'd write things and we'd perform them. And, uh, and that carried on until when I got into sixth form and I did theatre studies there in, in sixth form. And uh, and that was where I, it really took over as a passion because I was you know hanging out with these uh, guys that were older than me, but they we all had one passion and and that was just performing basically. Yeah. And they were just uh, great to hang around with, and I just thought this is this is kind of like an amazing uh, time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, um, and with that, like you know, I, I made the decision though not to study academically after I finished my A level in theatre studies. Um, I. I, I did religious studies instead. I don't know why, but <laughs> fair, fair play. I wanted to go to university, and I was I was good at that subject, um, and so I decided not to do theatre studies as a as a degree because I thought that would actually kick the passion out of me, and so right. that was a, a conscious choice. And instead, I joined the theatre group there at Lancaster University, and uh, mm -hmm. managed to do some Shakespeare there, um, and I performed as Richard the Third. Um, which was like uh, an amazing experience um, mm -hmm. at the age of 21, I must have been at the time. Wow. So, um, so that, that kept my passion alive. And when I was, just before I did that, there was a, another uh, part that I got, which was Claudio in Much Ado About Nothing. Yeah. And um, yeah. when I was doing that, that was there was one word that I actually said out into the audience, which is the word no. And this little girl in the third row or something like that, she just had this intake of breath. And uh, she believed in me and everything that I was doing at that moment in time. And that was the moment I thought I would love to have that experience again, where somebody absolutely is so kind of enthralled with what, what is going on yeah. in the story. And if, if, if they actually believe in, in what you're doing and what everybody else is doing on that stage, then that's just an amazing experience. And I've been chasing it ever since. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, a, that's an amazing story. I could completely completely relate to that so what made you want to bring your your, your skills with you with your accents obviously I assume mm. as you uh, you know you're performing and chasing your your acting dream you're still developing mm. and learning your, your accents mm. what made you want to bring them and bring that um, ability to pass on yes. that to other actors and, and yeah. to start coaching and yeah, I wish I'd thought of it sooner. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, about three years ago, um, I was moving to Manchester. And um, very much at that time, most actors are kind of doing part-time work, um, waiting for their agent to kind of call them and give them an audition or a casting somewhere. 
And um, I was just thinking, well, I can't keep on doing the, the stuff that I'm doing. I had, uh, you know, uh, trained up as a careers advisor, got all my qualifications at that point in time and, uh, you know, was driving all around Lancashire um, to prisons, bail hostels, uh, job centres, yeah. helping all these people with CVs and giving them careers advice. Um, but it was a it was the at that time the the career industry was was you know going nowhere for me anyway, and it was also a full time job and I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to to work with actors in some kind of context. Yeah. And I thought to myself, well, what can I do? What is my ability? What can I actually pass on? And it had been staring at me in the face all this time. Um, yeah. You know, with accents. And so I had noticed that there was uh, a demand for it. Mm-hmm. There was obvi- there were people who could obviously um, give this as a service, but uh, it was initially a, an idea that I thought of for for quite a few months, and then I thought, all right, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to do it. Brilliant. And so to set up accents for actors was was kind of uh, my choice and. It was very difficult to start off with because nobody knows you and nobody will go <laughs> to you because they're just thinking, well, yep. who is this guy, right? Absolutely. Um, and then slowly but surely, this, the word of mouth is the best thing because uh, once you've got one really happy client, then you're going to get two or three more because actors talk to other actors. Yeah. And uh, that was the best thing that's that's kind of happened for me right now because everybody's flexible everybody's lovely to work with um i work with children as well now um which i wasn't wow. doing to start off with i was a bit reticent about that yeah but um but now i'm, I'm getting uh, you know emergency castings for american accents and major sort of television and um you know products major films and things like that that uh, that people are asking me can you help me with this Fantastic. Um, and that's uh, that's where i'm at at this moment in time and i decided that you know, three years ago, and I'm I'm here, and I'm sitting here, and I'm I'm pinching myself because it's it's pretty good at the moment. You know? Amazing, amazing. How important do you feel it is to an actor to make make sure that accents are an important part of the their skill set, and that they they need to develop that and look into getting mm. coaching. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, for me, I would not understand why an actor would not have. Uh, standard American or RP in their skill set, for example, because of the sheer amount of employment, the sheer amount of job opportunities that are out there requiring those two particular accents. Agreed. So, um, so that that's the that's the first thing I would say about that. I think you can always strengthen um, once you've got two accents under your belt. You can always uh, explore other ones that are within your casting range. Um, sometimes I do get some. It's not, not strange, but odd requests for people who are requiring an accent that, you know, as a casting director, I might not think of them compared to other people, you know. Um, so when it comes down to it, I would suggest that you know, any accent is, is useful so long as it's within your casting range within that sort of context. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I um, I speak, I, I completely agree with you. Um, I'm a, I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated with accents I always have been mm. myself yeah. um and when like, I had discovered you and learning the sort of the this the sort of I call it the science behind it sure. like you say you know the um just simple subtle things that you you can teach someone to 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 just ah I get it now it, it works um I'm someone who's always tried or attempted to do accents and played around with them from my family from growing up yeah. but for I do speak to actors who say to me sometimes 
I'm awful with accents. I, you know, there's, I, I just can't do them. Mm-hmm. Do you feel you can te- that anyone can learn an accent if they put their mind to it? They learn this, the, the, yes. the, you know, the subtleties. Absolutely. Um, the thing is, uh, you know, as as we grow older, we we increase the barriers to learning because of our habits uh, and because mm-hmm. of what we have been either told or what we believe, and so um, the whole purpose of of acting is to play. Yeah. Um, we have to play with intonation, we have to play with stress, we have to play with all these different things. And um, for me, the most important thing is to try things out, to explore things. And everything can be learnt so long as you're willing to learn it, right? Yes, absolutely um, agree. And and that comes from, from a sense of self-discovery rather than me actually telling you something that is fundamentally true so i'm a bit cautious when i when i say yeah we are looking for truth and i wish to give you the truth of course i do (laughs) but ultimately that self-discovery um is is an artistic one not a scientific one yeah um and and uh, we are interested in the art of speaking we are interested in in being fundamentally from this place as this person and so the accent has to be scientifically a hundred percent right yeah but what I what I'm cautious about is just merely leaving it at that. Yeah. We have to actually go for the full journey. We're interested in exactly what this person's problems are. Yeah. And their desires, and that is shaded by the intonation choices that you actually make, not just the accent alone. If that makes Fant- sense. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> it completely does. No, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So, accents for actors is your company. Yes. Um, tell me a bit about what services you provide with accents for actors there are three major ones um there's a fourth one which i'll talk about in a second the first one is uh accent mastery which is the major one that everybody kind of is looking for to master a particular accent within a given time period um so i offer block bookings of either five sessions or ten sessions um they're all one hour at a time one hour is enough um for you to be able to kind of like practice and 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 try different things um, so accent mastery is, uh, you know, the, the, the first one that usually people come to see me for. I also offer um, casting support. Um, so if you've got a, a self-tape to do within a certain time, you know, usually it's 24 hours these days or 48 <laughs> hours. Um, and, and their agent is going like, you better get this right and all that. And yeah. I understand the pressure. Um, and, I, and that's why I try and make myself as flexible as possible. So uh, I call them emergencies because they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so if it's an emergency casting uh, support session, then basically I work with you on the text in that accent that is required. Right. Um, and it's a very tailored sort of um, specific approach, basically, to something that's. In, you're not going to learn the accent in an hour, but you're no. probably going to be. <laughs> say probably going to be learning the accent for that text in that hour. Yeah. And that's what most people um, kind of need me for. Um, when it comes to the casting side of things. The third one is accent reduction. And uh, this is especially for people who feel like their accents are a barrier to them, actually, uh, in the way that they are being perceived by other people uh, in terms of casting directors or or anybody that's going to see them for the very first time in a reading or in a casting. Um, it's not something I particularly sort of say is is the the be all and end all. This is very much a collaborative sort of effort. So mm-hmm. the choice is up to that person to actually discover these different ways of speaking and and tempering down their, uh, you know, a broad accent into sort of a more neutral accent. So that's the third one. The fourth one is actually a voice reel service, 
um, which I've been doing with uh, a, a good mate of mine. Uh, since I've known him since I was 13 years old. Uh, and coincidentally, I speak to him in a Lancashire accent all the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if you ever see us in conversation and then I'm switching, yeah, that's just deal with it. Um, so he, he is a sound engineer at Salford Uni and uh, we use his home studio to uh, record actors with voice reels. Um, and we're very interested in kind of, uh, you know, m- making something, a, a shiny product that we can, you know, you can send anywhere in the world that casting directors and producers can listen to listen to that quality and get a depth of range in the characters that I would write for you, basically. Yeah. Um, so we have uh, commercial and narration and documentaries is the, usually the typical sort of showreels that we actually do. Um, specifically, I've also helped with other clients just with comedy and drama, so I can separate them that way as well. Yeah. So those are the full services. Incredible. Accents for actors. Accents for actors. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, I you just mentioned with switching accents with you with your friend and going into a Lancashire accent. Do yeah. you find yourself doing that a lot? Now, when I first met you, <laughs> was at a casting event, social event, right. uh, a couple of years ago, right. and you were uh, plugging accents for actors, and mm-hmm. you were speaking, you were talking with an, an RP accent. And you're, you're, <laughs> on, you're on the stage, and um, you said, you know, if anyone wants to speak to you, come up to me yeah. at the end, and you know, I can have a chat. I remember approaching you and the whole conversation we had, you spoke in an RP accent or very... Did I? And said, um, you know, and and it was great. You know, you give me the information and I I got in touch and booked some fantastic sessions with you. Um, And I always remember the very first time I actually met you for the session, you spoke in your native Paisley (laughs) accent. And I was like, whoa, this guy is good. This is why... I'm booking with the best because <laughs> you had me. Um, but well, do you good. do you find yourself uh, doing mm. that quite a lot, just depending on situations that you're in, or is there? I think nowadays, um, I think I made a conscious choice to actually do the accent that I'm teaching for the entire hour with people. So doing the RP accent for an entire hour was um, interesting for me because I had to actually make sure that I wasn't making any m- mistakes or anything like that. Yeah, um, and I obviously did that with standard American as well. Um, sometimes I'll forget when I'm actually speaking to people like you've just said there. So I'll just I'll just be talking because for me it's just about communication, right? So, yeah, yeah. But sometimes that can be misperceived as like a personality sort of issue. <laughs> <laughs> like, who is this? You know what I mean? Who am I talking to right now? And uh, you know, and and so sometimes you have to laugh about it, don't you? Because it's yeah. it's it's just one of those things. All I'm all I'm really doing is is just switching. I'm just turning a switch and then being this other sound basically um but i think it's brilliant i think it's brilliant honestly (laughs) i'm not the only one who does it but i mean it's for me it's 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 part of the technique is to be able to be flawless in one particular accent to get to the point where you can improvise and you can walk into anywhere and the natives can think you know nothing different about you because you're just the same as them yeah absolutely uh, that's that's the aim really Um, yeah so i did that in america when i when i went over to new york and uh, i I was just there seeing some agents and some casting directors, just seeing how it was going, you know, um, kind of like marking myself of like, how good am I really, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then when I was in the room with these agents, uh, I did. I went in there as broad American, um, sat down with them, did the entire scene, answered the questions in this American accent. And then they looked at my CV and they're like, you're from England. And I said, well, technically Scotland, as I switched. <laughs> and when I switched, the Not jaws just... <laughs> hit the floor and uh, and they were and this woman she just said 
I've never been fooled like that in my entire life. Wow. And I was like, that's amazing. You know, yep. I, I came out of the room and they were like, looking at me like, whoa. And I, I thought it was actually just before I started Accents for Actors. And I thought, well, if I can do it to that level, if yep. I can convince Americans that I'm American, then I can teach other people how to do it as well. 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> so I found it very useful when I was doing your sessions to, um, it's, I, I feel it's the work that you put in outside that you know if you're in for the long haul and um it's like if you go to physiotherapy you have a session a week in between they give you exercises and if you don't do them you can't the next week say oh that physio is rubbish because you know they i'm not better this week um so the same i think for accent you've got to um to do things in between to to improve that Mm. um like walking into a coffee shop i did the same thing myself i was down in london once and i was like hey can i get a latte and whatever and um but i was doing it more just to practice the accent and see if people would say hey where are you from you don't sound like you're from there yeah just for practice um is there any sort of um methods you would suggest to people to practice it's exactly this you know um i i keep practicing every single day um just because i know an accent doesn't mean that i'm gonna stop doing it yeah um also obviously i teach people all the time so that's my practice but striking up a conversation with somebody and um you know in any kind of situation as long as you're not actually conning them or getting (laughs) oh yeah of course yeah no no deception (laughs) no deception yeah but the thing is if you can have just a normal just uh you know a greeting or something like that it's enough for you to walk away and as long as you know it's just practice isn't it it's just practice uh, and I would suggest to do that. I've, you know, I, I had uh, this one client who's coming back to me actually, um, and she was striking up with uh, conversations with people on the train, and um, yeah, you know, uh, and she was telling me about these conversations, and that people wanted to know where she was from in America, <laughs> and she was like, "I don't care. They think I'm American," and I'm yep. like, "What are you gonna do? You're gonna have to have a backstory." You know what I mean? Of course. Um, so yeah, as long as there's, as long as it's kind of like ethically correct, you know, I think you can do it anywhere and just and just try play. That's all I would say. Yeah. That's all we are as actors. We are players. We are triers, and this is what we are about. Yeah, fantastic. Um, you're also an an acting tutor as well. Um, can you tell me a bit about that? You know what what makes you? How do you find teaching actors? What's you know? Sure. What, well, I mean, uh, most of the time you're kind of doing about fifty fifty really because when people come to me for these emergency casting situations, uh, I'm not just there to help them with the accent i'm there to help them get the job and so if there's something that's uh, suggestible that's that's logical that makes sense not that they have to do it my particular way but it's mm-hmm. it's offering something yeah and as long as that offer is given to them there are options and so there are always options with things but the thing is a lot of the time people get so hit up about getting the accent right that the performance actually slips yeah and so as an accent coach, you have to be able to see what those things they are doing are so that you can make uh, some suggestions so that they can actually, you know, bring the logic of the line in or elevate it to a, a place that they haven't thought of before. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And so um, when, I, when I look at it, it's from, a, it's from an objective point of view. It's to kind of go, okay, so that's the way this line is. Is it? Let's question that. Let's really see where the writer might have intended but also we can actually play it on this word rather than that one and so these are stress choices these are um opportunities for for ourselves as artists to sort of like glean 
the most out of this character and, and really explore what is going on in this scene, what is really required of us. Um, because if we don't explore, if we're just on about the accent all the time, we will actually not have the performance where it needs to be. Yeah. And I really want to come away from every single um, you know session with somebody going, right, I could do that or this. Yeah, you know there Absolutely. is there there are options there, and that's what um, when it comes to uh, acting coaching, when I'm suggesting things to people, it's to get to that point where your own um, artistic choices are recognised. Mm -hmm. To get to that point where you actually, or you know, I, I love it when people interrupt me and say, "Oh, I could do it this way," you know, mm -hmm. and then right, go for it, you know. Yeah, it's a sign of intensity, and you see, I'm getting passionate. Yeah, about this, right? it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> because I care. I want yeah. people to get the job, but ultimately, the decisions that you make are the ones that are actually going get, to get you the job or not. Yeah. Whereas if you're just ultimately trying to get the accent 100%, you're not actually doing yourself the favor as an actor, which is to actually express yourself. Of course. In in the way that the writer has either intended or to elevate it to a point where maybe even the writer has not intended you know what I mean yeah that's a dangerous territory because we could go away from it as long as it's not egotistical as long as it's not to the point where like, oh look at me doing something different here it has to still fit in with the rest of the piece it still has to fit in with the rest of the scene mm -hmm. and uh, and so I have to be uh, you know I'm intense with my explanation of this but that's, that's what brilliant. I mean by it of course yeah. because uh, when I see somebody doing something I want them to be amazing but I also want them to be fitting in with the rest of what is going on there you know yeah for those desires for those passions of the character to be either revealed or concealed yeah using the words that we've been given of course know? of course favorite accents to hear yes. and favorite accents that you like to do or play around with a favorite accents to hear um I love the Irish accents, basically. Mm -hmm. um, I think there are over 55 uh, different dialects, um, and so I'm not going to do all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if you're able to do that sort of southern sort of lilt, and uh, it's got a breathiness to it, but uh, it's quite magical, you know. Um, and, you know, if you go up the north there, it's a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit more abrasive. Uh, <laughs> um, I love those uh, you know the English accents are fantastic as they are you know I love your Scouse accent I'm not going to be able to do a Scouse accent <laughs> as, as native as yours <laughs> but swear down it's not too bad though that is really good that is really good <laughs> so uh, so yeah I mean it's uh, it's interesting the difference between to listen to and to do I mean I love all of them to be honest with you and uh, it's interesting when people say oh I hate my accent and i'm like why i don't you know yeah yeah um wherever you're from in the world uh whatever english accent that you actually have or if it's a foreign one that's that i'm with um you know i've, I've helped lots of spanish actresses and uh the, uh japanese and you know french and all all kinds of europeans and for me um you know there is this uh this societal pressure to sound one particular kind of way yeah and and actors are are obviously judged on their accents all the time and what they can actually do to switch out of them yeah and so my purpose really is to sort of uh not to condemn any accent or belittle or, or to make it any less than what you think it is because wherever you're from i i value it because yeah. i yeah 
I need it for my job. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> purely of course. and simply. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and for me to do that, and and I think we need more uh, diversity when it comes to accents uh, on television in particular yeah. and in film. And it's good that it's moving in that direction. But uh, anybody who comes up to me and says, "Oh well, I hate my accent. I just want to change it forever." Um, you won't get that much sympathy because I, I already love your accent anyway. We can go for the switch, mm. but I'm not interested in condemning your accent or agreeing with that sort of yeah. negative viewpoint because I, I think all fa- all accents are fantastic yeah. and, and they should be celebrated and, 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 you know, accents change over time. You know, it depends on your age and your ethnicity and all manner of things. But it's really interesting for me to actually hear somebody that talks differently to me because I just want to copy them. I just like, How did you do that? And why do you say it like that? That is fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know anybody else who says it like that, you know. And it's just, you know, when I heard Jordi for the first time, I was like, this is amazing, right? <laughs> so, yeah, when it comes down to it, it's, it's great to be able to just see people uh, from different backgrounds and to hear them uh, as, as how they would express uh, themselves. And I, I think it's, it's good to be positive about your accent, uh, where you're starting off from. But as actors, we are tradespeople. We need to switch up depending what is, depending on what is required for us. You know. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! Absolutely fascinating. Accents, the beautiful, aren't they? They really Absolutely. are. So fascinating. Yeah. My, I, I've, I have um, an uncle. My uncle uh, Les. I remember growing up. I mean, like my family have always been very when telling stories. They mm-hmm. take the. Uh, <laughs> They take the shape, pretty much, in my mind, of the people they're talking about and doing the voices yes. and accents. Yeah. My uncle, uh, Les, he, he had a stammer. He yeah. still has a stammer. And yeah. he always found, apparently, when he was younger, when he mm. was doing accents, he found that the stammer would go away. Yeah. He was brilliant at them. And, mm. and I always remember being so fascinated when I was young and talking to him. I was like, do, do your Brooklyn accent, you know? And he'd be like, and he'd go into it. And, he yeah. was, and it just really helped him in that way as well. So that, yeah. that that's what I always had a fascination love of them because of something like that and how it helps it, and to this day helps him. You and know? he was telling stories, wasn't he? He'd tell stories and, yeah, and yeah. he'd be switching accents. And, that's it. And, yeah. and this, this ability to, for, for ourselves, you know, just never mind if we're actors, but to be able to actually put a, a listener in that particular time and place and everything else that goes with it, the flavour of those surroundings comes yeah. out in the accent. Because yeah. that's all we have, really, if we're yeah. just talking to people. Um, we, if we're not having this, the special effects of TV land, <laughs> you know, what we usually do is we switch and we go into our, our vocal costume. Right? Yeah. Because we're dressing ourselves in this particular way. And that vocal costume is used... In, in so many different ways of comedy and in drama, people have been, you know, you know, cheeky to somebody else or if they said mm. something uh, at work, then they will take on the mannerisms of that. And that is something that we actually grow up with, don't we? Yeah. We grow up with this uh, impersonation sort of aspect. And we love it. And it's part of our comedy as well in this country. And it's fantastic. I love accents so much. Brilliant! I, I I could talk about them all day. Really could, and I'm sure you could. <laughs> but really could. They're so fascinating. Um, who are your your biggest influences um, for you? Just in general, for your you know, which in 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 life that of for where you are today. Uh, well, my sister for one, because I, I think if she never changed her accent, then I probably wouldn't be sitting here talking about uh, running an of accent course. business. So yeah, um, yeah. she was the very first one to sort of like show me what is um, possible um, mm. with any, w- without any kind of sense of 
feeling like you're a freak or anything like that. that yeah. She was, she was doing it in a normal kind of way. Mm. So she's first and foremost my biggest influence. But also I've uh, grown up with uh, all kinds of heroes from stage and screen. And, uh, you know, all those people that I just thought that is an amazing way of delivering that particular mm. line. I'm going back to guys like Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, of course, yeah. um, who are my main heroes, and Joe Pesky, um, oh, wow. and you know, yeah. and Brad Pitt, and you mm. know, later on to uh, these other people that you just think that is fantastic the way you have mm. just delivered that line, and 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 it gets you that point where you just want to to do it yourself and to mm-hmm. try and uh, and emulate that in in your own career and, and by choosing like edgy roles and yeah and and you know. For me, it's about broadening my range so that I'm able to almost do anything, right? That's, wow. that's, that's, the, yeah. that's the aim. I, don't, I haven't yeah. got yet, but yeah. But <laughs> yeah. So as we were talking about this, well, you are an actor as well, yes. um, and you still have your journey that you're on at the moment. Yeah. Um, do you prefer stage? Do you prefer screen? Do you have a direction you, you know you wish to go in with your acting? Is there what, you, what, what sort of, that you're willing to share? Um, yeah. What sort of uh, aspirations do you have? Sure, I mean, like uh, my my main experience has been for stage, and uh, there is a magical um, moment uh, that you will that you will get uh, when you're on stage because the audience is just listening to you, and you can feel it in this breathing crowd, listening to the next thing, this next part of the story, and that uh, sense of uh, of being in this moment mm-hmm. is is just fantastic. Um, when I've done film before, it's not, it's never reached that sort of same level of intimacy. I think mm-hmm. so, but it, it, there are they are different crafts, and uh, I do I do now feel like the time is right for me to be moving into more of a kind of like a filming career, yeah, um, or a film career, I should say. And so um, at this moment in time, I have a very specific plan that's that's for me. Everything is, yeah. um, you know. When you when you when you go into this, nobody says, "All right, this is the way it's going to happen for your acting career." Yeah. So I've been away from it for for periods of my life because other things have taken priority, and now I'm at this stage where I'm kind of concentrating on my business, and that's my kind of side hustle and things like that, as they say in America, side hustle. Love it. Love <laughs> we it. all have to make money, you know. And it's at yeah. this moment in time, it's it's just something that you can go. All right, by this amount of time, I I want to have achieved this, and therefore I will be moving forward and making further plans further ahead when I'm sure that everything else is kind of working out and yeah and that kind of long-term basis you know you know so that's that's pretty much I have I have my plans but I, yeah. I can't uh, I can't say this is what I'm going to be doing oh no of course time, yeah 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 just... it's interesting because when people say all right well I'll, I'll get an agent and then I'll just see how things go <laughs> and I'm, mm. I'm actually to the point where I'm like no I'm gonna do my own stuff yeah, I'm gonna write my own stuff, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get the people who I want to be involved in it. Yeah, and I think that's pretty much a, a sort of decision that I've made over time because I've been there, I've done that, I've kind of had agents, yeah. and I've just gone like, okay, so I'm going up for other things that I'm, I don't really care about or that don't enkindle mm. in me any kind of artistic integrity. So I'm just gonna do my own stuff and write my own stuff and write it and keep going collaborating with the people that I care about that is gonna make us all impassioned and uh, and to do those projects most likely for stage to begin with 
Um, but you never know. I might just uh, write the odd television series and just try and sort of flog that to Netflix or something. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Why, not? Why, Why not? Why not? Right? It's it, you know, it can be done. It's <laughs> and and I, and I believe in you and uh, and it's exciting to you know. I, I love I love hearing people's um, journeys and you know and how they got to where they are today. And, and I'm always excited for the future and I'm excited to yes. to see what what's That's next. That's what I am. I'm excited for the future. Brilliant. Um, it's great to be in the present, but we've got to move forward in the ways that will make sense for ourselves, yeah. right? Absolutely. Um, so your accents for actors, you offer services obviously via. Um, one-to-one sessions which yeah. people can prefer but obviously you do have clients around the world and you do offer a Skype service as that's well right. that's um, correct. which is great and you have you know you have a you have some high profile clients yes. who you have from television and mm-hmm. I couldn't recommend you highly enough I've thank recommended a, a lot of people for you and um, thank you so much for joining me today thank you it's been great to just uh, talk about things that I'm passionate about that's so the that's one great. that's 100 <laughs> percent absolutely and uh yeah here's to the future thanks very much true thank you cheers man